0: the following podcast is completely fictional all of the characters even those based on real people are fictional they are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment hola bra amigos welcome to the lot scene i am your host above the dave today we're going to be talking about 2021 the year that was for the disco biscuits an interesting year, and we're going to be bringing a good friend of mine, Mr. Spun Rob, who I've done many shows with. He's going to pop in, and he's going to talk about some of the shows he's seen recently. Uh, then we're going to speak to the wife of a fish fan. It's to get her perspective on living with a man who loves fish. And then, super excited, to interview my favorite drummer, Mr. Alan O'Quinn, the drummer of the Disco Biscuits. So stick around for another episode of the Lot. lot, Good evening, and welcome to another episode of The Lot Scene, with your host, Above the Dave. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that intro. Hello, what's going on, Bromigos? This is your boy, ATD. Episode 2. You're still listening. Wonderful. Welcome. Glad to have you back. So today, I do want to talk a little bit about the year that was uh, for the Disco Biscuits this past year. And I just want to say up top that if you're a fan of this band, we're cool, you know, we're good. Uh, (laughs) We probably, we may not have anything else in common, but if you're like really into the Disco Biscuits, then like, I like you. I like you. So if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I like the Disco Biscuits, I like you. All right, we're good. We're cool. Uh, yeah, could could feel totally different about everything, politically, socially. We could do very different things for a living. It doesn't matter. That's, a, that's huge. If you like the Disco Biscuits, what? When I tell people out here, I live in Los Angeles, so when I tell people that I listen to the Disco Biscuits, they're usually like, I've never heard of that band, and then I say, oh, well, um, they're kind of like fish. I don't know if you guys have ever done this because no one knows the biscuit, so that's usually what I follow with. Uh, and I go, well, you know, they're like fish, but uh, more like electronic. Uh, and whenever I say fish, not whenever, but a lot of times out here, when I say I like fish, uh, people respond to me like I just said I'm a sex offender. <laughs> like, I've had people turn away from me at a bar or something when I tell them that and just like... Walk away. Um, that's what I'm dealing with out here. Probably not so much on the East Coast. I hope you guys aren't dealing with that. So honestly, if I meet anybody out here who's into that music, then I like you. All right? So just wanna say that. Uh, okay. Uh, the year 2021, what was it? It was a year following 2020, which did not have any New Year's Eve show. No, no holiday run. The last show of 2020 uh, was uh, Halloween. And so we, so we go from that to the Ardmore shows, which I did couch tour uh, with a bunch of people. Uh, we put some money on it, and uh, we, we picked songs, uh, like fantasy tour. Uh, we'll get into that. We call it Rage Wage. It's a whole thing. Uh, but, yeah, we, we watched those uh, together, I guess you could say. Some people I knew. Actually, some people I didn't even know who love the biscuits got in on the Rage Wage. and uh, And so we watched the Ardmore shows, uh, and then the Biscuits, uh, they were in Florida, a bunch, and then they were at the Caverns a bunch, which I I got to do Red Rocks this year for the first time ever, and it completely lived up to all the hype. I have been wanting to go there forever, so and I got to do that a few months ago, and it was everything I hoped it would be. And now that I'm seeing these pictures and videos of the Caverns, uh, and I, I watched some live streams like that feels like the next spot that feels like the place to go and see anybody. But specifically, I, I want to go to see the Disco Biscuits there. That That's like the top of my list. And, yeah, the Biscuits played some drive in movie theaters. Uh, they started playing. Then things were canceled. They were going to be at the Mission Ballroom. Things got canceled. Uh, they were in Jersey uh, at some county fairgrounds. They were at the Fillmore, and they did make it to Red Rocks. That's not what I saw last year. Um, I didn't didn't see the the Biscuits, but uh, I did watch some Bisco Inferno from home. Did a lot of couch touring this year, I'm not going to lie. And then they played in New Haven, which is close to my hometown, uh, on some tennis courts, and uh, then a Speedway, they got super creative last year Uh, outdoor theater in illinois and then uh camp Bisco didn't happen and then then they were on to a bunch of things what were they the man that was city Bisco. that's right cool ray field that was cool uh and then new hampshire those shows were awesome northlands that was that was super great uh and then a bunch of festivals they had planned didn't pan out they were gonna go back to Bonnaroo and then Florida back to Florida for some seriously great shows in Florida it's like Florida and the caverns and then Mishawaka of course yeah the Mishawaka shows uh were were super great uh they really started heating up in October and then I finally got to see them in Vegas because I'm all I'm out here so I did the drive to Vegas and I saw them on the uh, 29th and 30th and uh those shows were great and then they just kept the energy going. Went to the caverns again, Jersey, as we know, and then Mexico, and then the Fillmore. So it was a start and stop year. Let's be honest, it was for everybody. But the energy was great all throughout the year. I'm I'm calling it. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm calling last year twenty twenty one skin. That's that's my terrible name for it. I really think. Last year, if I had to pick one song that just crushed time and time again, it was Munchkin Invasion. Last year, there are there are some fantastic Munchkin invasions from last year, uh, which makes me really happy. But like, whoa, really great ones. I would say all in all, I mean the caverns, Mishawaka. There's great stuff, and then some of the stuff in Florida, and and uh, and New Hampshire were just killer. I watched uh, the, the New Year's show, and I liked what they did with the history of the Disco Biscuits Part 2 so much. It was, honestly, it was adorable. That's the word I have for that. It was, it was adorable. Like, everything that went down. Musically, however, again, I don't know, I'd put that, that spectacle and that Munchkin as well. It was cool that they played Munchkin at New Year's. It was almost like they know that Munchkin is, like, is just killing it right now. Uh, Munchkin, Miracles, Munchkin was was cool but overall i wouldn't say that i thought musically there were too many standouts but it was really nicely done a nice new year's Uh, i'll leave it at that i would say for me the the 30th second set was the highlight of of the holiday run but it was great all in all i feel like this band's just really trying to keep the momentum as much as they can given all this the constant setbacks that's nothing new for us we can power through them um you know keep canceling are they're just going to keep scheduling more stuff keep getting more and more creative uh that's what i love about this band and they are doing a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of really cool things i would say though it was interesting seeing that they didn't keep up all year long with the tractor beam stuff like we got it sometimes it, but it definitely wasn't to the degree it was uh pre-covid and now it's just you don't know it's a gamble When you go to see them, even if in a couple night run somewhere, you don't know if you're going to get any tractor beam at all. Um, I like it. I like what they're doing with tractor beam. I think they should just keep pushing and pushing and pushing with uh, with that. And I like that some of of the tractor beam stuff, now we're kind of getting familiar with it. It's like we know more or less some of the direction they're going into, but it's still so fresh and new for all of us that... I really love, especially like a second set tractor beam stuff, the more they do that, the happier I am. Because it's like the more you listen to this band, uh, you know, like there's so many fans who've been listening for so long that it gets like a little harder and harder to fool us. Like we still are listening and, and we think we got it and a lot of times we still don't have exactly what's happening but tractor beam really throws us off and really it just means hey we're just gonna jam uh i just like what i like everything about tractor beam as someone who's been listening for a long time so with that being said i don't want to ramble anymore uh let's bring on our first guest and talk a little bit more about this past year of the disco biscuits someone who saw a few more shows than me and i'm going to bring up my first guest welcome to the show spun rob everybody Fun Rob. Been a minute, my friend. How you doing today? Dude, I'm fucking doing chill, dude. I'm doing good, dude. You know, the boys are on fire. You know, they're fucking just flaming away, dude. Just fucking fire. You know, dude? Just fucking, you know. I'm just doing a lot of shows, dude. Just trying to, like, get out there. Just fucking see fucking the boys as much as possible, dude. You know? Times is tough, though, dude. It's like... I'll book some stuff, you know, to go see him, And then, like, things fall through, dude. And, you know, I don't have money for tours and, you know, NFTs, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm spending all my money, dude. I'm just fucking couch tour. Every time I make some money from just, like, slinging sacks, dude, I fucking just blow it all, dude, and fucking couch tour. It's just nonstop. Dude, Nugs Nugs is expensive, dude. $13. That's a hefty price tag, you know, for just, like, just getting my, my fix. But, you know, it's just, like, where I'm at right now, dude. Yeah, so did you, uh... You saw a bunch of shows in 2021? Yeah, dude, I saw a whole bunch of shows, dude. I went to the caverns, which is sick, dude. Oh, my God, it looked amazing. Dude, it's so fucking sick, dude. Went with a bunch of my boys, dude. We fucking camped out there. Oh, they have camping? Wait, we camp everywhere we go, dude. I fucking camped at the Fillmore. You camped at the Fillmore? We just put up, like, a tent, and then I just put on the tent. COVID testing? No one bothered us, dude. Oh, that's pretty smart. So the caverns were, were dope though, right? Caverns were dope, dude. Mish was sick. Everyone was talking about Mishawaka, like maybe that was the highlight of the year. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, like what what about it was was so sick? The fucking mall was fucking fire, dude. Got some really good yay, dude. Fucking the L was <laughs> sick, dude. Everybody had the sickest L. Like there wasn't any bunk shit anywhere, dude. Yeah, but like musically, like what, what made the, the Mish so sick? Like they just fucking kicked it off with like this sickest hot air balloon. I've heard ever in my life, dude. Oh, that's weird because I'm looking at the set list right here and it looks like they kicked off the whole thing with House Dog. Yeah, uh, House Dog, House Dog, that's right, dude, that's right. Into um, fucking Feeling Twisted. It was fucking epic, dude. Yeah, actually, no, it looks like it went into uh, We Like to Party. We Like to Party, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, into Sound One. No, it went to Munchkin. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Munchkin, dude, beast mode, dude. Munchkin was like... <sighs> Yeah, House Dog was unfinished, which is kind of crazy. You know, I fucking lost my virginity, dude, to a fucking House Dog. Oh shit, no way. Yeah, dude, it was a '99 House Dog. Yeah, I was 19 in college. Like, you know, like in the beginning of House Dog, where it goes ding, 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 eight seconds of house dog yeah dude i mean if you want to get specific yeah dude like yeah we just like banged it out for like that first section and then we just laid back just like totally satisfied you know oh i'm sure i'm sure she was just reeling from that performance it was perfect too because we were done before the first jam even took off dude so we just like laid there and listened to that camp Bisco 99 house dog first jam again both of you just pulsating after reaching such Sexual heights. Yeah, yeah, and then I felt like Magner was there, like playing synth lines next to us, dude. Oh, wow, so you, her, and Mags. It was like a Magner Jatois? I mean, no, it was like me and Etta featuring Mags on keys. Wait, Etta? Her name is Etta? I thought you said you lost your virginity in college. I mean, I did, I, I was. I mean, Etta was 66, rest in peace. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's switch it up a little bit. Were you at New Year's? Yeah, dude. Like I said, dude, I was at Fillmore, dude. Tell me about tell me about that, because they were doing all the COVID testing, and, and I saw those pictures of the lions that looked pretty brutal. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, we were in line forever, dude. I took a bunch of fucking shrimps, so, like, definitely, like, helped kind of get through, like, four hours in line. Like, I pretty much... Balls like the whole time, dude. But I went with my girl, you know what I mean? And like, we wait the whole time in line, and like, it's going on hour after hour, you know? And then we we get up to the front, dude, and get tested, and I test negative, and then she ends up testing positive, and I'm like, what? You know? And then she looks at me and she's like, Spun, I've been cheating on you. And she just bounces, dude. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And then I went to the lobby and I met up with my boys, and like, they're just like, dude, where's Doris? Wait, Doris? How old is Doris? Uh, she just turned 88. Jesus Christ, dude. You you have like a thing for older chicks, huh? Fucking Doris cheated on me, I guess, so that was like a harsh way to find out, like right there in the COVID line. I was like, dang, dude, like, but, you know, dude, I raged. Like, it was sick, dude. Fillmore was sick. Yeah, yeah, so back about, about about Fillmore, like, tell me more about what's going on there. Oh, dude, Uh, fucking met my boys, fucking lights go down. It's fucking action, dude, so uh, we dipped to the bathroom, uh, just did a bunch of K, um, and then just like fucking smokes and deems, and I was feeling pretty good, so we hit the bar and then just got a couple of drinks. We actually had a couple shots and then had a couple drinks, and then I'm feeling really good, just did a couple of thumbprints, ate a 10 strip, boofed some shards, ate a couple tums, popped a couple more caps. And I was fully ready for the show. Oh wait, no, I hit the bathroom again and dropped a huge deuce. and then did a huge gagger. You did a huge gagger in the bathroom? Yeah, huge fucking line. Don't tell me you didn't put put the drugs like on the toilet seat. Oh dear, that's my move. Oh god, that's 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 uh, unfortunate. You, you no one should do that. Whenever you like go into a, a bathroom stall, you know, like at a biscuit show, and you like you look at like of the top of the toilet and you see clearly what was someone doing drugs off that nine times out of ten that's your boy spun dude that's me yeah i was always wondering who does that because that just seemed like the the most unsanitary thing you could do bathroom gaggers dude that's just the way to go Cause, i mean you're already there dude you take you do the gagger and then you and then you take a shit i don't i mean you got it it's there's no you just direct you know what i mean up the coke shoot and then fucking out the poop shoot dude it's just that just like that dude okay so at this point the show has started uh yes dude the show definitely started uh we were treated to a sick grasses green opener i'm i'm seeing here rivers river, yes dude river sorry i didn't really catch that one because i was again in the bathroom uh taking a big deuce but uh then i did come out for the uh run like hell run like hell yeah yeah dude sick dude completed the night before that's right and then dude yeah then the boys just took off after that dude it was just straight flames just flamethrowers dude just fucking laser beams and fucking funfetti dude you mean confetti No, dude i mean funfetti dude yeah, my boy snuck in a whole bunch of funfetti, dude. I mean, like, the cake. My boy Troy, dude, he always, like, comes correct, dude. You just... You gotta see him. Anytime you see my boy Troy, like, just hit him up and just be like, dude, gotta do a little funfetti, dude. I mean, I love funfetti. Yeah. Okay, so... get Let's get into the meat. The history of the Disco Biscuits, huh? What was that? What was that What was that like? Dude, and I was just fucking locked into the band, dude. You know? Kang firm, bro. Just... Me and the boys. And I was just tummy full of drugs, you know? And, uh, except, like, my boy, dude, he just kept, like, rubbing up on me, dude. You know, sometimes, like, you're kicking it with your homies, and, like, you're just, like, sh- screaming and throwing your drinks you around, and you're fucking just doing bumps off of each other's elbows and just putting, you know what I mean? I'm just putting Molly on my friends and then just sniffing it, you know what I mean? You know how it is, dude. I mean, I, I guess a little bit. Yeah, dude, and just... You know what I mean? Like, we'd, we'd just dump a little coke on an elbow, put a little molly on someone's shoulder, dude, and just, you know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd just have, like, my friend bend down and just fucking do this little, little ketamine off his back, you know? Sometimes my boy Tyler just, like, touches it a little too much, you know? And he's just kind of like, you know, I'm just like, dude, I'm not, you know, I'm not gay, dude. Well, I don't, it doesn't mean he's, he's gay. It sounds like you guys are kind of being pretty touchy-feely. I mean, I don't, you know where's the where's the line there i mean dude i'm not you know i'm not woke you know i'm woke okay woke is the new woke all right that's that's what i'm trying to tell you you know you know what i mean like my boy wants me to boof i'll boof you know if my boy you know he wants to talk about like what's going on like with his like he's got like some trauma and he like wants to open up to me like for sure like we can talk you know like set three dude like i didn't even see set three in new year's you know i was just up in, i was up in the upper section just talking to my boy dude will and he was just like telling me all about his childhood and you know we were just doing ketamine, and you know he's telling me all about his like fucked up childhood and dude and he was just like letting go of a lot of trauma like my he cried in my arms dude oh damn that's uh that sounds emotional yeah dude and like it was like during spaga too like it was like super emotional for both of us dude Okay, well, well, moving on, um, 2021 is in the past. Uh, you know, we've got a new year, lots of exciting stuff, uh, I'm sure, coming for the biscuits this year. Oh, for sure, dude. Do, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, for sure. My New Year's resolution is to not shit my pants at shows anymore. That's a noble thing. Have you had issues with that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. I usually lose my mind in like, pretty much every show. And um, at some point in the night, like, I'll probably do a little... Like a little toot, little shart, um, and kind of just run to the men's room or women's room, you know what I mean? Like like I said, I'm not, I'm not woke, but I'm woke, you know what I mean? So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm trying to go into the new year like, hey, like, yeah, I'm getting older, but I can still fucking rage, dude. You know what I mean? hang firm bro like i can definitely hold up with the best of them dude it's just that it does seem like my stomach is a little bit weaker than you know when i was in my 20s you know and i could just go full on rage you know now i try to like i try to lay back a little bit more like first set now i'd fucking kick it just chill a little bit you know i'll just do maybe like two three tenths a molly now i'm just doing like a couple hits of l you know a couple bumps of ketamine and then i just chill dude and i wait for like two or three songs, dude. Just like let it sit in and then ramp it up, you know? Then fucking hit the gaggers, dude. Then I'll hit a pressy or two and that's when we bust out the teams you know? And then just chill again, you know what I mean? Just like let it soak in. And then, you know, maybe set ends, it's set break, you know, instead of grabbing two, three, four shots, you know, maybe I'll just do like one Red Bull vodka, you know what I mean? Just chill a little bit, you know? Sometimes now, like, I'll be honest, like, sometimes my boys will be like, you want to go fucking smoke some DMT in the Smokers Lounge? And I'm just like, you know what? Yes, but I'm only going to take, like, one hit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, you're growing up. Yeah, dude, I'm trying to, dude, you know? Like, you know, when I enter a different dimension inside a concert... Where the Disco Biscuits are playing. Like, I don't know if you've ever done Deems during a Biscuit show. I have not. It's like going to a whole nother realm, dude. And like, in that realm, when you're listening to the Biscuits. And you're also like, seeing the true reality that existed. (sighs) I shit my pants, dude. Every fucking time, dude. I fucking shit my pants. Every time. You know, I'm gonna see a lot of Biscuit shows, you know what I mean? Like, I always do. You know, me and my boys, we were talking about it. Yeah, man, just like... Yeah, you, know, you can go to a show sober. <laughs> With a fight, dude. What? No, dude. <laughs> no, we don't have to be like crazy about it. You know? No, I mean, I know people go sober. I mean, that's that's there's that's fine. I've been sober to shows before, you know, or smoke some weed or something. No, I definitely, you know, I definitely, I'm, I'm a rage, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I'm B for L. Like, I rage. How many times have you shat your pants, including the one I just did right now in the studio? All right. uh, Well, thank you, Spun Rob, for coming by. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, Give it up, everybody, for Spun Rob. Thanks for coming to the studio, Spun. Pleasure, dude. All right. Everybody does the Disco Biscuits differently. So, you know, who am I to judge? Uh, My next guest is actually on the phone waiting to speak with us. Her name is Lisa, and she is the wife of a fish fan. So uh, let's get Lisa on the line here. Lisa, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. Things are very difficult for me right now. I have the kids. I'm watching the kids. Matthew is nowhere to be found. He's probably couch touring with his friends right now. Oh, your, your, your husband's name is, is Matthew? Matthew, that's correct. Yeah, his name is Matthew. And how many, how many kids do you have? We have two kids. And you, and you guys live in, in New York City? That's right above the David. We live in New York City. It's busy. My husband, he's always out. He's always doing his thing. He's out? He's not out every night, but he's out a lot of times. Do you ever get nervous that maybe he's he's cheating on you? <laughs> oh, I wish he was cheating on me. At least then I know he's not some total tool. <laughs> I know he's not cheating on me. He can't get laid. No one's going to fuck my husband. His cargo shorts are filled with, with balloons and weed i know i do his laundry i find everything in there he's my husband he's too dumb to cheat on me i wish though i wish he was cheating on me that would make more sense i'd probably be happier to know that he was getting laid than than he was just sitting around one of his stupid friends fucking loser friends apartments, just watching old fish shows every night oh my god what a tool so has he always been a fish fan since the beginning oh yeah my husband he's been a fan a fish since we first started dating, you know, and I went to a, f- a few shows. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Get the, get the fuck away from there. Get the get out of here. you little Brat. Anyway, I went to a few shows in the beginning and I couldn't stand them, you know, in the beginning. I tried to I, tried, I thought I was a fad, you know, I thought maybe he'd get over it, but he wasn't getting over it. So after a while, I said, OK, you can just go with your buddies. I don't need to go to any of these shows anymore, you know. And now he's always going to shows, and he's, and he's taking drugs, and then he's coming home, and he's like, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. And I'm like, what? He's like, they played Yem tonight, and I'm like, oh wow. You mean that song you've heard forty-five thousand times? What a godsend. Now do the dishes, you degenerate. He's a loser, Dave, a drug-addicted fanboy who worships four-grown men but not his faithful wife of 16 years who raises his godforsaken children. He's got a job though, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a senior accountant at his, at his company. That's a good job. Sure. Yeah, he's got a good job. That his father got him. And all he does at work is play with his friends on Fantasy Door. And then when he gets off work, he comes home, he gets high, and he puts on more fish. You know he hasn't given me an orgasm in three years, David? Please call me Dave. Three years! Yeah, last time I almost came was when he was in bed next to me one night, and he was gyrating so much I got turned on. Well, what happened? Well, then I realized he had his headphones in, and he was bouncing to a tweezer jam, and my vagina dried up faster than Trey after he got arrested. (laughs) And you know the saddest part, David? Please it's again it's it's dave his kids love him and they look up to him they don't know he's doing bumps academy when they play hide and seek with him matthew always brags to people that he pitched a no hitter on acid oh really yeah but he leaves out that it was his son's baseball game he showed up to it high as a kite and walked on the field and ripped a ball from a nine-year-old david oh that's that's intense yeah and another thing he made me, hey, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get, get out of here. I'm making dinner over here. Get out of here. Okay, David, did you know that when we got married, he made me walk down the aisle to the song Waste? You know this one by Fish? Yeah, yeah, That's that's a cute song, though. Sure, sure. But he insisted it was a live version of the song that everyone in the audience needed to hear the extended guitar solo. And so we just stood there at the altar for nine minutes until the song ended. I should have left him at the altar. Why couldn't I find a normal man who is into normal things like a stupid football team or Star Wars or something, David? Again, it's Dave. Do you know, David, how many times a week I hear... Be right there, honey. Right after this song is over. (laughs) 25 minutes later, he shows up asking where his dinner is. It's in the fucking microwave, Matthew. Dumb bastard can't cook for nothing either. All he can make is grilled cheese sandwiches and veggie burritos. I'm sorry to hear all of that, Lisa. Honestly, I am. uh, It's probably tough, you know, dating a, a diehard fan of any band. Oh, not just any band, David. It's Fish. Trust me, it's... Any other, I would be happy if he loved Neil Diamond. I, I mean, I love Neil Diamond. If he wanted Neil Diamond, wanted his, he listened to Neil Diamond all the time. Oh, please. Forever in Blue Jeans, I could hear it all day long. But, Fish, what is this? With the lizards and the pipers and the scents and the subtle sounds. I don't oh, know. Yeah, it sounds like you know some of the songs. I, of course, I do. I listen to all the his music's blasting all the time. He's always playing it over in his office. You know, I'm sick of it, David. I'm sick of it. I don't know if I can do this. I mean, you love the man, right? You know, sometimes I just get so disheartened, David. And I just, you know, sometimes I, I think terrible thoughts. Awful thoughts. Yeah, like what? I just think, oh, man. You know, I, ju- I just think, oh, man, I just hope that maybe one of them, like, dies or something. You hope one of the fish guys die? I know it's awful, but I just, I just feel like if one of them dies and they stop... Playing all the time, and they stop making new music. That maybe, you know, maybe he'll he'll come back and let, be with his family a little bit more. Yeah, man, that's really damn. That's really sad. that you feel that way. I, David, I gotta go. I can't. McGrupp, what are you doing? Le- Esther, McGrupp, get off of there. Esther, do your homework, Esther. Uh, all right, Lisa. Pleasure uh, talking. Okay, well, that was Lisa, the wife of a fish fan. Thank you so much for calling into the show. All right, guys. Well, we have a very, very special guest coming your way right now. This next guest is the drummer of my favorite band. I am so excited to have this guy on. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to the man, Mr. Alan Aquin. Alan, wow, such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. First question I got to ask, I've seen you play for a long time and for as long as I can remember, people have been so wowed and impressed by your drum playing. All of us as fans, we're just like blown away by how accurate and good you are. Like you never seem to be bad at it. Like you always seem to be on so on point all the time that actually people started calling you, like, a robot, like you were a machine, like you, like you couldn't miss. Like, what, how does it feel that people call you a robot? Honestly, I don't take offense to that because I am a robot. Well, you are a robot? Yeah, I am a robot. So, because I remember when, like, you joined the band, everybody was so amazed, because, like, you appeared to have learned, like, every Biscuit song in, like, a matter of, like, weeks. Minutes. Minutes? I downloaded the compositions into my internal drive and programmed my arms to know the songs. And those aren't the easiest songs to learn, either. It was quite simple, actually. Except save the robots. What makes that song so hard to play? Technically, it is no challenge for my intellect. However, the lyrics make me feel a kind of way, if you will. It hits me to the core of my processor. I could see that, I guess. So, what is your favorite part of playing in the Disco Biscuits? I enjoy seeing new places and visiting all over this planet. What is your favorite city? Beijing. Beijing? Yes. China? I didn't know biscuits played in China. We did not. However, I was made there. It is my hometown. It's your hometown? I hope to return there someday. To play for your family, I guess? No, I need some new parts, honestly. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you get that worked out. What is your least favorite part of being a disco biscuit? Not enough chicks. Dude, tell me about it. It's a total sausage fest every show. Preach. It's gotten better. I mean, it was way worse before you were assembled or whatever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, dude. 99? 99? It was like 99% dudes and 1% girls, all of which Barbara was sleeping with, so. I do love 99 biscuits, though. You do? Yes. I told Magner he sounded like he was playing with eight hands, and it's the closest a human has ever sounded to a robot to me. Yeah, he was a beast in 99. Wait, so who built you? Dr. Altman. Wait, Sammy made you? Affirmative. To replace him? Affirmative. This makes so much sense, actually. He wanted to create artificial intelligence that would execute the drums just as he did. So Sammy leaves the biscuits, you're saying, and then builds you to replace him? Wild. Correct. So why did he make you a ginger? Well, Dr. Altman told me that gingers are the most attractive and sought-after beings on Earth, and all the bitches cannot resist a red-headed man. He said that? Affirmative. Do you not agree? You are a handsome human, man, and I see you have ginger hair. Well, it's more auburn, (laughs) I think. Looks pretty ginger, and my eyesight is perfect due to being a robot. Okay, well, let's (laughs) uh, change the subject. Uh, You just performed at the Fillmore New Year's a few months back, and Alan, holy crap, man, you can sing this whole time? We've been listening to these guys sing, and do you, you have this angelic, incredible voice? Pitch perfect singing, correct. But I just got updated to get that ability. Oh wait, so you you couldn't sing until recently? Yes, I go through system upgrades. Oh, you mean like like an app on my phone? Affirmative. What do you what do you do when you're not playing with the disco biscuits? I'd power down. Hmm. People think I'm meditating. But I'm really just turning my systems off to save battery power. Yeah, I heard you were big into meditating. That's what I want everyone to think. Cool. So what's the future? You think another 17 years of playing with the Disco Biscuits? As long as I am not replaced by Dr. Altman, then yes, I will be the drummer for the Disco Biscuits for the foreseeable future. Well, Alan, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I've learned so much, mostly that you're a robot, I just thought that was a joke. We want people to think it's a joke. All right, Alan, one final question for you before you go. What is 142,847 divided by 42? 3,396.35714286. Well, Alan, it has been an absolute pleasure having you here on the podcast. We hope you come back very, very soon. Thank you, Above the Dave. It has been what humans would call a pleasure. Well, that was Alan Aquin, everybody. He's really a robot. Well, guys, that has been episode two of The Lot Scene. Thank you so much for all my guests, Spun Rob, Lisa, and Alan. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the best Disco Biscuit festival sets of all time. We are also going to have a guest next week who is part of the Nitrous Mafia. And he goes by Ice Cold Larry. We're also going to speak with a guy who just hit 100 shows. And he's going to pop in and talk about it. And we are going to have a nice sit down with the guitar player from the Disco Biscuits, Mr. John Gutwillig. So tune in, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week on the lot. The